Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Irish Sports Talk. Hello, Notre Dame fans, and welcome to Irish Sports Talk. This is episode 331. We're combining our opponent's podcast along with our preview podcast for Notre Dame football. Apologies on getting it out so late. We'll keep it short so that you can quickly and easily listen to it before game time. The spread for this game uh, was at 8 points. Now it's back down to 7 points. And so we'll start with our score predictions. I do think this game is going to be won by the arm of Deshaun Kaiser the blocking of the offensive line, and the uh, arms or hands of the receivers. I think it, this could be a big win for Notre Dame, um, but it's all going to be based on how well our passing game works because I don't think we'll be very successful in the running game. Randall, we've averaged over 200 yards in the first two weeks, but I really don't. If we get more than 160 yards, I'll be, I'll be very uh, impressed with our rushing offense. Yeah, I think they're actually going to be able to rush more more than that. I don't think they'll be the huge gains because uh, Michigan State's linebackers and defensive backs are really good, but the defensive line um, is new. And besides uh, McDowell, they're not that good. They're not very good or experienced. I should say they're not very experienced. So I think they'll be able to run the ball, but it won't be the big plays. It'll be you know, three, four yards at a time instead of 15. So do you think the game is more going to be won by our, our rushing game than our passing game? Um, It's it's going to take both. Because I mean, I think if you just still have to pass the ball as well because if we just run, 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 they're going to bring that good linebacker group and defensive back and stack the box. I mean, they can do that. And that's when, you know, Kaiser can use his arm and uh, keep them honest and keep them from stacking the box. So it's going to – they need a combination. They're going to need both. Yeah. I guess I could see Notre Dame rushing for more yards, but I think Michigan uh, is going to bring extra guys in the box to stop the run. I think Notre Dame will run, but I think you're right. I don't think it will be big gains. I think the big gains are, are going to come – um, all through the air. Yeah. All right. So could, my yeah, I'm guessing you're right on that. My score prediction is Notre Dame winning it, but not covering the spread. Notre Dame winning 31-27. Oh wow. Okay. Mine. We had the same winning score, so I guess we're on to something. Are you um, serious? I have, 30, <laughs> I have 31 to 24. Okay. So. Uh, t- I think the it's. I'd say it's going to be one in the trench. Both sides of the ball, defensive line, offensive lines are the key to this game. Tony submitted his score prediction. He has Notre Dame winning by one point, 24-23. Oh, wow. 
another close one, which they're known to be close. So I was okay. I, that makes a little more sense. I'd seen his score prediction. I thought he had said thirteen, and I was shocked because he already had more faith in the defense uh, against Nevada than I expected from him. And when I thought it said thirteen, and I was very shocked. But that that makes more sense. The twenty-two definitely makes more sense. And a close game, I think, bodes well for Michigan State. Last year, they won six games by a touchdown or fewer points, and their one loss in the regular season was only uh, a one- or two-point loss to Nebraska. And then, obviously, yeah. in, in the in, they did get destroyed by Alabama uh, in the playoff, but who doesn't get destroyed by Alabama? <laughs> yeah, this... I will say this is Notre Dame has to win this game. It's final chance to beat a higher ranked opponent, which doesn't seem they do very often. And if they would lose, they'd definitely be out of the playoff picture, for sure. And this early in the year, um, and just where this program is supposed to be, this schedule was supposed to be easier. Um, this is, you know, Brian Kelly's Savage. There's just so many different things that could you know, would happen if they would lose this game. So I think this, this is a huge game for Notre Dame, and they need to come away with a win. I agree. If Notre Dame would lose this game, I mean, I mean it would seem like the program is taking a, a step back. Yeah. And and I think we've been, we've been we've been moving forward. Obviously, there's been a down year after the uh, undefeated season, but uh, for the most part, it's been trending in the right direction. And there's going to be a lot of recruits at Notre Dame this weekend and getting a I good think it's around 50 right now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Having a good, a good showing just quality football. I think it's going to go a long way in, in getting some of those guys uh, to commit. I did see Kyle also submitted his score prediction. He has, he has Michigan state winning 38 to 31. What is wrong with that guy? He seems to be on, uh, a pendulum because when he was on the podcast a few years ago, he was always picking Notre Dame to win 50 to 10. I'm not sure what his yeah. problem is. Well, he definitely has his mind um, on his new girlfriend. So <laughs> that might have a bigger effect than what we thought. So. All right. Let's talk about Notre Dame's opponents. Number 11, Texas defeated UTEP last week 41 to 7 and today they're play they're traveling to California to play Cal. They're a 7 point favorite in this game. And I think they'll win by more than that. I mean they they will be on the road, but I still think that they're going to come away with uh with more points than that. Yeah, and they'll be maybe the reason it's only 7 they have the um Demetrius Robertson is a receiver for Cal, so that's one thing to watch for. When I watch Cal, that's one thing I watch to see how good he actually is. So. That is true. I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about that. Now you brought up a painful memory. <laughs> uh, Nevada, after losing last week, is going to be playing a team that's more to their level. They're playing Buffalo, and they, I don't have anything more to say about about Nevada. No, I don't either. Okay, Duke. So they had a huge win in week one against uh, an FCS opponent, and then they lost to Wake 24-14 last week. Wake had only scored seven points in their opener, and so Duke loses to Wake. And now they're playing Northwestern, 
and Duke went from looking like um, a team that, in my opinion, could have contested for uh, the ACC championship, or not not winning it, but maybe getting to it. But they they definitely won't. They're playing Northwestern, which is an out of conference game, but they're definitely going to lose to Northwestern. They're a five point. Um, sorry, not a five point. One second. They're a four point dog to Northwestern. And then after that, their schedule just doesn't get any easier. They play Notre Dame a week after that. And then they play Virginia, Army, Louisville. So they've got probably at least three more losses uh, coming up here in the next five weeks. Anyway, I was just disappointed in their showing against Wake Forest. Yeah, they did have, they have been looking a lot better in the past couple years, but yeah, it seems to be a little bit of a down year for them. Syracuse looked like they might make it a game against Louisville, but they ended up being destroyed 62-28. to uh, In week one, the receiver had a 200-yard receiving game, and he had eight yards. Uh, Amba Etatawa had eight, caught eight passes for 100 yards, and their quarterback passed 51 times. Wow. Uh, this week they're playing USF, and USF is a 14-point favorite versus Syracuse, which that that shocks me. And South Florida is undefeated, um, and they're they've been a quality team uh, a couple years here and there. But I still would have expected Syracuse to be favored in this game. But they're a 14-point underdog to South Florida. Well, let's hope they're having a down year. Um... I have memories of the game a couple of years ago against Notre Dame. I know. But the thing is, I do like the opponents to win because I want them to have the best record possible when Notre Dame beats them. Especially when Notre Dame has one loss already. We we need a quality uh, schedule. Yes. Okay, North Carolina State, another disappointing loss by Notre Dame's opponents last week. They lost by three points to East Carolina. And uh, they're going to bounce back in a big way. They're playing Old Dominion um, this week. So they should have a big win, which won't really mean a whole lot. And then they play Wake Forest uh, after that. So they'll probably pick up a few more wins before playing Notre Dame. And then Stanford. So they haven't played since week one when they beat Kansas State 26-13. to They are playing USC at 8 p.m. So in another uh, primetime game going up against Notre Dame-Michigan State. And USC needs to be thinking about, you know, bouncing back, getting back into the, the, the top of, you know, college football standards. And, you know, if, if they lose to uh, – beating Stanford would be a big way to do that. I don't think it's going to happen. Stanford's just a better program, and Stanford is an eight-point favorite in this in this game. The only difference is USC might has a bad taste in their mouth from when Christian McCaffrey set some records against them. I don't know. He had close to 500 yards, and he destroyed them. And so they might. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they respond to that and even lost to Alabama. A little bit about McCaffrey. I was listening to uh, ESPN Radio last night, and they had uh, 
someone that was covering the USC Stanford game. And over the summer, McCaffrey was working. The, the the coaching staff wanted to get less wear and tear on his body so that he would be healthier and uh, be able to last and, and go the whole season. So they planned to use him more as a receiver. And so he's been working at route running over the summer. And I, I think, yeah, he, he's probably as close to, to Reggie Bush as, as what we've seen, at least, at least out of the Pac-12. Yeah, he's just, he just keeps doing what he does and keeps picking up yards. Next, we've got Miami, and they cracked the top 25, undeservingly in my opinion. They played two FCS teams to open up their season, and they're playing a third one in Appalachian State. Nobody should be in the top five in the top twenty-five playing a schedule like that. I agree. I don't. I don't care if you beat them a hundred to zero. Now Appalachian State really gave Tennessee a scare and should have won that game. So this is probably the best of uh, of the FCS and Miami. So a top twenty-five Division One program going up against uh, an F FCS team is only favored by four points. Yeah, that right there. Like, it shouldn't be that close. No, a top 25 team should not... The spread shouldn't be four points. I know Tennessee was a top 15 team or whatever they were, but that that shouldn't have happened, and it's just it's ridiculous. I, I do hope... I know I'm, I'm kind of hoping our opponents win, but I do hope Miami loses this game just just because of their, their crap schedule to open up the season. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to the uh, academies. Both are undefeated. Navy defeated UConn last week, 28-24, and now they're playing Tulane. And they're favored by five points in this matchup with Tulane. They get a bye week after after this matchup. And then Army had the big win in week one against Temple, 28-13. Defeated Rice last week, thirty-one to fourteen, and is playing UTEP um, today. Now, in I believe it was in in week one, they only passed for fifteen yards. Well, they did pass for more yards in week two. They passed for fifty-five yards. So definitely, Army is much much more reliant on the run, even than Navy, uh, which is just amazing. It could, could get to that point. This Saturday, they're favored by four points versus UTEP. So I expect uh, it might be a close game. But I do expect Army to come away with another win. Both of the academies to come away with wins and be 3-0 and after this that's, weekend. That's good to see because um, I think Army only won three games last year. I didn't know that. Um, they, they've been pretty bad recently, and we need a good team for the Shamrock Series game. Well, um, they're playing Duke before they play Notre Dame, so I'm guessing they'll pick up uh, another win there. So, yeah, it's, that would definitely bear a little more hype to that game than if they were playing a you know a team that can hardly win. Yeah. It is – I mean, yeah, they they definitely – running the ball is their thing, but I don't think they'll be able to, to win, you know, the majority of their games if they if they only pass for 15 or 20 yards per game. Yeah. Next, Virginia Tech. In week one, they destroyed Liberty. In week two, 
there was a lot of hype with the game against Tennessee, and they did fall pretty big, 45-24. to 24. Today at 3.30, they're playing Boston College, so they have a chance at redemption, and I do expect them to win. They're a six-point favorite, and definitely expect them to come away with a victory. Yeah, they looked okay in the first part of the game against Tennessee. Looked like they had a chance, but then Tennessee kind of found its groove and just ran away with the game. And that was at that game where they had set the record. What was it 152,000 people at the game? Yeah, that was I don't unbelievable. Know if anybody at the game could actually even see what was happening on the field, but I'm sure it was a fun atmosphere to be at. And then lastly, USC, we kind of talked about them. They're playing uh, Stanford. Week one, they lost to Bama. Last week, they defeated Utah State 45-7. to And so now they, they have a yeah, big challenge in, in Stanford, traveling to Stanford. USC is a, uh, I believe, a seven-point underdog. I had written down nine points, but I think that changed. eight points. They're an eight-point underdog to Stanford. So, Randall, let's just... Do you, do you think USC has a shot at at winning this game? Um, they, it could be closer than expected. I don't expect them to win, but I guess it could be closer than we think just because you know Stanford has only played one game. It's not like they... Lose, or there, you know, it was a dominating win. They blew the other team out of the water. So it's kind of like the Notre Dame Michigan State game. And I think Michigan State being off two weeks is going to hurt them a little bit, and it could also hurt Stanford. So this game could be a lot closer than expected. I still expect them to lose, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what they'll cover the spread or not, but there's a slim chance they could. They could do it. I don't think it would be quite that bad. All right. Other games of note this weekend. At noon, things kick off with a top 10 matchup. Number two, Florida State. Number 10, Louisville. And Louisville or Florida State is a one-and-a-half point favorite. So that will be a fun game to watch. Yes. I'm definitely going to be tuning in to that one in a few hours. At 3.30, we have number one, Alabama, versus number 19, Ole Miss. This game, uh, the spread is 11 points, and I don't think it's going to be that close. And then, Yeah, Alabama has just been dominating everybody, and I think they'll continue to do that. Another uh, interesting uh, cross-conference matchup is number 22, Oregon, versus Nebraska. Nebraska is favored in this game by three points. And I do like it. Nebraska and Oregon are both, you know, towards the top of their uh, of their conferences. So I, I'm going to be curious to watching this game, just seeing how the different conferences stack up against each other. And then uh, tonight, obviously, we've got Notre Dame, Michigan State. But they're probably the biggest game that most people are going to be looking for is the Ohio State, number three Ohio State, at number 14 Oklahoma. So Oklahoma... Ohio State is favored by one and a half points. And personally, I expect Ohio State to win big. Oklahoma has, has a lot to play for, of course, as well. And and we have seen Ohio State struggle, you know, sometimes earlier in the season. 
But for the most part, when Ohio State faces a big-time opponent, usually they come through uh, brighter than expected. So while I'm definitely going to be pulling for Oklahoma, I do think Ohio State's going to get more like, probably like a 10, 10 or 12-point win. Yeah, it, I hate it that they can do that. It seems like they shouldn't be able to, but somehow they usually end up winning those games that we so badly want them to lose. All right, that pretty much wraps up this episode. Again, apologies for not getting it out sooner. Hopefully you get a chance to listen to it before kickoff tonight. And Anything else, Randall, from you? I don't think so. All right, thank you guys for listening. Check back Monday for our uh, recap podcast covering Notre Dame, Michigan State. And until then, go Irish. Go Irish. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.